Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Mitchell spins straight away, knocked away and taken away by Leonard. Left to right off to the races. Leonard to the rim, slams it home with the right hand. A swipe and score from the claw. That defense where he just rips your heart out and takes it the distance. To the top of the key, Leonard. Started by Mitchell, now O'Neal as he drives middle into the paint. Top step and slam. Kawhi Leonard with Gobert in his grill. Says, get out of my way for a right-handed finish. Right to left, George in and out, dribble. Step back, he's open on the right wing, tees up the three, and knocks it down. Paul George, that was nasty. Hey, PG, um, the, the broadcast is all, all series has picked up a lot of uh, you and Joe Ingles talking either, you know, uh, in between plays or free throw line. Um, what, what's your relationship with him like now, you know, three years removed from the, the series when you were with Thunder? What, what, are, are you guys good, or what, what's your relationship? I don't with care about him, next question. I don't care about him. Next question. This is war. This is war. We got a battle. Fight. Joe Ingles bugs Paul George. Well, he didn't bug him enough the other night, that's for sure. Nope. <laughs> Paul George is feeling it. If that's what you call bugging him, then he needs to send him flowers. Had 20 at halftime, had 31 in the game. Kawhi Leonard had 34. And the Jazz get beat, 132-104. How often is 132 a winning number, PK? If you score it, almost every time. But if you give it up, almost never. Yeah, and so what? The Clippers were not going to be swept. They're a pretty good team. Oh, now look at you being all logical. The Jazz without Mike Conley weren't going to sweep the Clippers. I don't think with Mike Conley they were going to sweep. Excellent point. I'm dead serious on this. I hear you. Who thought they were going to sweep them? Nobody. I thought it was a long series when uh, I thought Conley was healthy and going to play. I know the thing that amazes me, and I get pretty deep here. I realize I'm prepared for that. Uh, why do we call him Michael Porter Jr. but not Mike Conley Jr.? Excellent point. I don't know. It's because of what the player wants, I guess. I don't know. You should ask Mike. That's, <laughs> that's a TV question. If I get to, if I get to ask a question, I'm going to burn it on that. Have you seen some of the questions asked our president? Yep. I've seen some of the questions asked our jazz players. <laughs> Nothing to worry about here. Mike Conley Jr. is listed as questionable for tonight's game with a mild hamstring strain. Yeah, this is... This is two weeks, right? Locke said every time he's been out with a hamstring, it's been a minimum of two weeks. Yeah. So we're at 12 days. If, it, if it's literally two weeks and he's not playing... And if it's in the two-week vicinity, I suppose he's got a shot. And this is a pivotal game, as each of them are. You go up 3-1. That's a huge difference, obviously, than 2-2. So, but I I think they're capable of winning without him. I mean, the way I look at it, the Clippers, Reggie Jackson has been like the other Reggie Jackson in the World Series. I don't know how long he can continue that. Mr. June instead of Mr. October. absolutely. Better than being Mr. May. Thank you, Dave Winfield. Uh, but you've got these two stars. I mean, I, to me, I don't know what Paul George was doing in those prior years because I look at him and I've said it a million times, guy looks like he's a prototypical NBA player and he's got it going on right now. He should have it going on. He's got all sorts of skill. 
And Kawhi's not going to stay down for that long. That's not who he is. So they had their night. They shot, what, 54% from 50, the field, 51% 50, from three? 56% from the field and fifty almost 53% from the three-point line. You're going to win every time. You would think so. Your chances of losing in that situation. You, you only lose if the other guy's shooting 60%. Yeah. That's almost impossible to win if a team is going to shoot like that. And the Jazz need to get better. I mean, uh, yesterday, Quinn Snyder's talking about spacing. Everybody's talking about there are well, spacing questions. That was what Quinn talked about first. No, no. Quinn was the third. Players it was Rudy. talked about it. It was Rudy and, and then so Donovan. then it was obvious Quinn. that the coach, because yeah. that film session went long, if you judge it on the time that they said the media, he would they would be available to the media. They were going to be was, available at 7, and it was like 7.45. It was longer than it normally has yeah. been, so I think they were going to be in, available at six thirty. I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. I think first it was going to be five thirty, but then they pushed it back to actually watching, and then they said it was going to be around. So an hour later, they were going to get started. So it was almost two hours before they became available. Now I don't necessarily know that that's what they were doing the whole time. But it was obvious that they were going through some intensity in the film study. The players went first and talked about spacing. And then Quinn, because the players had talked about it, Quinn was asked about it. And he talked about, well, you know, you can either be too close or too far. It's not just we think of spacing and you guys are too close. Mm -hmm. And he brought up, no, it could be also too far in that then the pass becomes much more difficult if you're too far from where you should balls, be. Balls in the air too long, yeah. defender's got a chance to go get it and go the other way. So, I can clean up stuff. And Yang needs to play well. I mean, he's been, he played poorly, very poorly the other night. And there's no other way to say it. So, I'm not alarmed. When does, when does Marcus Morris Sr. get rolling? One of 16 from three in this series. He was second in the league in three-point shooting. The Clippers were first as a team, so they were they were going to have a night like Game 3 at some point, you would think. And they did. That whole people are who they are thing, and you get back to being who you are. Okay, then he's going to get thrown out. <laughs> also a possibility. <laughs> Can't rule it out. All right, more on this coming up. It's 2-1. How nervous are you? We got a bunch of people replying to that. Grab your phone. Use the Zone app. Use the open mic feature. Send us your audio. Yaka get it on the air. We will get to that coming up. There's some serious nerves out there. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Durant being hounded. Back door to Irving, who lays it in. And then fell hard on his right side, and he's down. Holding his right ankle. Holiday into the lane. Lob to Giannis. Slam dunk with the right hand. Spectacular play by Giannis on a lob by Holiday. Bucks up 17. Oh, Joker's so mad right now at Pat Freyer that he did. And now Booker and Joker start getting into it in the corner. We're going into the front row of the stands. Peyton, meanwhile, is hurt. And if he's super hurt, you may see Joker get ejected. Although he made a play at the ball. Ball over on the left side behind a D8 and screen. Takes it to the baseline. 14-footer. Good again. Oh, wow. Chris Paul, 6 of 6 in the quarter. Chris Paul had a game. 14 of 19 shooting. Nearly 75%. He scores 37 points. Booker had 34. And they sweep. Denver's done. Phoenix is on to the conference final. 
And, of course, it was helped along by the fact that the Joker got kicked out there late in the third quarter. Made a play on the ball. That caused you to giggle over there. He did get the ball, but oh, his upper arm. A Denver announcer. Yeah, his upper arm got Campaign's face pretty good. If I'm Campaign, I go Cameron Payne because it sounds like too political campaign. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have tossed him. I mean, the, the, the 80s NBA guys were laughing hysterically on that one. Yep. Bill Lambeer would have been, he would have been tossed by the opening jump or the ball came down. <laughs> would have never, <laughs> any member of the Detroit Pistons in that era would have been Would have tossed. never seen a second quarter. Rick Mahorn so. and Bill Lambeer would have been back in the locker room playing cards. Yeah, and that uh, well, Gale, it, Rambus foul and all that stuff. Yeah, if you compare that to what happened in the Jazz game, Jordan Clarkson took a swipe and didn't get any ball. And got all of Zubak's face. And he got a flagrant one and he stayed in the game. wind up, though. And there wasn't like I had to run after him. They were right there. The yoke man, like he, like he ran, like he targeted he him a like couple a big running steps, back. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, obviously he apologized to the guy and seemed like, all right, they put that to bed. 3-0, they weren't going to come back. No team has ever done that. But obviously once he went, that uh, pretty much sealed it. And Chris Paul was just absolutely amazing, yeah. Might have literally been the best game I've ever seen him play. But i that, that's me. I always have recency bias. Whatever I'm watching in the moment is the greatest. <laughs> I, I, that's, You're not alone. That's a common thing. I know, but I, I do that all the time. And so I, get, I, I, I tend to get caught up in the moment. Uh, and so he's playing at an elite level. Booker's, Booker's a player, man. He got a lot of people scoffed at him when he was scoring all those points on those losing teams. What was he going to do? I mean, not score? He had a crappy team. His team sucked. The organization was a mess. And they're not now. And he's pretty much doing the same thing. So it turns out he was really good. And he is good. And they've, and they've got some decent role players. I mean, they're a threat. There's no question, man. And now they're going to get some time off if Chris needs it. Uh, great. And away they go. They're, they set themselves up. This is what you want. It adds to the importance of the Jazz game to go up 3-1 so you could try to close it out on Wednesday. And then I, I would start Friday or Saturday, I guess. I'm not no, sure. I don't, I don't think game one would be until Sunday. Okay. I haven't heard an announcement on that, but just the way they've done things in the past. Well, we're a long way from the Jazz worrying about game one. Yeah. But I think that uh, that's something the, to The Suns are going to have, have a week off. There. Yeah. yeah a, they've earned it, man. Good for them. If the Jazz Clippers ends up going to game seven, game seven is scheduled for Sunday. Correct. So the Suns could have more than a week off. Yes. Could be a Tuesday or Wednesday start to the next series. Which wouldn't surprise me if this thing goes seven. And I would, if I'm the Jazz, we get to that point. I sign off a game seven at home with a raucous crowd and and Mac back. That's Michael Alex Conley, which if you do the initials is Mac. Well, wouldn't it be Mac G if he's going to be Mike Conley Jr.? But he isn't. That's the thing. From now on, I want to be known as PK Jr., by the way. Whatever you say. Are you serious? <laughs> like a heart attack? Okay. <laughs> can, never, can never tell. Yes, you can tell. DJ and PK Jr. No, wait. That doesn't work. Uh, we'll, we'll try. Uh, Bucks beat the Nets. You heard Kyrie Irving in there. The injuries are not being spread around. They are going almost exclusively to star players. Okay, and a couple places high-end role players. But it's mostly stars, and here's another star. Already had a hamstring injury impacting the team, and Harden's out. And now Kyrie Irving comes down on Otis Campos' foot, sprains his ankle, 
And uh, reports are that he's on crutches and a walking boot. Doesn't sound like he's a go for Game 5, PK. Sounds like he's going to miss that. I agree, yeah. And it opens it up. I mean, the Nets, healthy Nets, which I, I think I saw three times. Uh, to me, they're the favorite. But they're not. They're rarely healthy Nets. So that opens the door for everybody. If it wasn't already a jar, now it's just wide open. wide open, man. And the Bucks can very well win this series because if you're going to have two of your three guys out, that's going to be tough. Series is 2-2 now as they get ready for their uh, Game 5 tomorrow. Tonight, it's Sixers-Hawks. Philly lost the opener at home, but now they've won two in a row. Feel like they're back in charge? I do. They yeah. go 3-1. They don't care about the road. They do basically what the Jazz did in the last round with Memphis, where the Jazz dropped the opener at home and then won four in a row. This would be three in a row. Well, I think that the uh, Hawks are like a higher-end Grizzlies. You know, they're just getting started. Mm-hmm. And dynamic. Yeah. Dynamic young yeah. guard. Little undersized. Doesn't seem to matter. Right. I mean, they've had a nice season. Uh, so I see parallels there, and, and I think Philly's a little bit better. I'm just miffed. Why is the Jazz game at 6.30 on the weekend when I don't have to get up at the crack of dawn <laughs> the next morning? Because ABC's got that TV window, and that's 8.30 in the east. Okay. All the people in Jersey and the I-95 corridor are driving the bus, and there was only one game. Then make they, only this, one game tonight. That, well, the it's six, still 8.30 is 8.30 every Hawks, time of night. The Sixers-Hawks can't never play. These bugs, man, could have had three games yesterday. Fetchers. <laughs> NBA's barred the Brooklyn Nets security guard to make contact with Bucks forward P.J. Tucker during Game 3 of the series from working the series remaining games in Milwaukee. The guard, who is also Kevin Durant's personal bodyguard, will also not be on the floor for games in Brooklyn. I know, he ran out there and pushed Tucker. Uh, yeah, he made definite contact. Yeah. What are you doing? You're supposed to... Deflame, if that's a word, not inflame. De-escalate, I guess, is the word. De-escalate would be the word. But I like deflame. Deflame is good. It's a new word. All right, DJ and PK Jr. Isn't that what that guy said on tattoo? What? Deplane. Deplame. He's PK Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag NFL. I would say they're definitely a contender, without a doubt. I mean, it's definitely there. Baker and the gang have, have up to Annie, made this team an unbelievable team and a, and a team you have to prepare for and take serious. You know, I think that moving forward, without a doubt, I can see a lot more playoff games between us. And, you know, I'll just take it one day at a time and, and, and hope for it. But I think that uh, the, the Browns and Chiefs are definitely uh, neck and neck for sure. That is Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs star right there, talking about Cleveland. The Browns are the season opener for the Chiefs. Already talking title contenders. Cleveland's coming off an 11-5 season. And I'm used to the 16-game season, and I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Is 11-6 going to be as good as 11-5 or 12-5? How are we going to feel about all these? The numbers are going to be all wrong. It's 40-plus years of 16-game seasons. I don't think they are going to be all wrong because who's to say that that last game really means anything? So you sit some guys, you sit most of your guys, they don't play. So we'll play. just call it 16 anyway. Well, it'll be 17, but you have to see. I mean, if they've got it clinched, we've seen this before plenty of times over and over that the last game of the season is someone that team 11-win team is clinched and it doesn't matter. So I'm not going to sweat that. If you win 11 games in this league, you're a pretty good team, and you're probably in the postseason. 
Cleveland Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry said teammate Odell Beckham Jr. looks amazing. That's quote, amazing, after undergoing season-ending knee surgery last November. He's in fantastic shape. He's ready to go. He's only six and a half months beyond surgery. He's already doing some things that'll blow your mind away. That's great. It's June. Uh, yeah. This NFL season is a long season. Nutrition matters, so we'll see what his health is when it matters. Le'Veon Bell issuing a series of tweets Sunday to clarify his comments on social media. He said he'd never play for Andy Reid again. He'd retire first. I said what I said, and I don't regret at all what I said. For those of you who have a personal problem with me because of what I said, that's fine. Then he goes on. All sorts of drama in June. Did you know it's the same guys that seem to have drama no wherever yes. they go? Yeah. Levy and Bell's Levy and too, Bell's, life is too short for this, buddy. Levy and Bell's really good. Why is he already had to play for three different teams? Because there's drama. Whatever. If that's what you want to say, say it. DJ and PK, Jr. Hashtag college football. Former Colorado starting quarterback Sam Neuer announced he will play for Oregon State this fall. Entered the transfer portal last week. He was second-team All-Pac-12 in 2020. He will be playing near his hometown of Beaverton, Oregon, when he suits up for the Beavers in Corvallis. Yeah, I think he always wanted to go to Oregon State. Uh, Riley was the coach, and they were showing him a lot of love. Then a guy named Gary Anderson took over and didn't show him near as much love, so he felt like he wasn't getting the love there. Uh, so he took off. Uh, he's uh, Oregon doesn't produce a lot of talent, the state of high school. Oh, they think they have like four million people, somewhere four and a half. Uh he was one of the better ones. I mean, he was a big-time across-the-board athlete, a la Danny Ainge, who's also from Oregon, the youngest of uh, three brothers. His one brother's older. Uh, he's got a brother who's like seven years older, a brother who's nine years older. And one of them is the director of football operations for the University of Oregon. So they have a, little, have a little family rivalry there. The other quarterback they have, uh, what was his name? Gebiel, something like that. Christine uh, Gebbia. Yeah, he's been injured. So uh, we'll see if the if that guy can get healthy. Uh, Neuer doesn't necessarily guarantee to be starting, but probably. You would think second team all Pac-12, uh, he could win the job. That, that, that didn't mean anything. He's not the second best quarterback in the Pac-12. There's no way. He's just, okay, he still doesn't have to be, you would think, to win the Oregon State job. Uh, he's kind of a gritty overachieving guy, so I, I I don't know about that. I don't know that he's going to win. And I think if, the other guy I think is more talented, but he's got the injury situation. So, but you're Oregon State. You're trying desperately to get six, seven wins. So, it's a nice pickup. DJ and PKJ. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The 2-1, and Hernandez drills it. Deep center field, and it's gone. The second three-run homer of the afternoon for Teoscar Hernandez. Visit your NorCal Honda dealers as he drills one to right. That'll be another drive of the game. Way back in the seats. About two drives of the game for Olsen. Five two A's in the bottom of the fifth. Two and one to Tatis. Bases loaded, two outs. This pitch hit in the air, out to deep left field. Way back, gonna go! A grand slam in the big city for Fernando Tatis Jr. 
and a big seventh inning has put the Padres in front 6-2. And the Padres beat the Mets 7-3. Slam Diego. There you go. Four straight losses. They get a W in the Big Apple and beat the Mets 7-3. Dodgers also win. Mookie Betts homered, scored three times, did it all. Dodgers beat the Rangers 5-3. Both those teams pick up a game on the first place. Giants, who get shut out by the Nationals 5-zip. Padres right now aren't even a playoff team, PK. They're going to make it. Tell me they're going to make it. I know it's June. It's like a game or two. It's not a big deal. Long way to go. Yankees, though, feeling a little bit of pressure. Aaron Nola struck out nine, allowed three hits. The Phillies beat the Yankees 7-0. The Yankees are only a game over 500, and they've lost 7 out of 9. They've lost 13 out of 18. And Aaron Boone says it's time to step it up. I agree. Definitely is, yeah. But it looks like the Rays are the best team in that division. Again. And they've got a lot of folks coming in, too, as far as their... Uh, farm system. They really set themselves up nice. Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 18-4. There's a number that jumps out at you, but you score 18 runs when you hit eight home runs. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of home runs. Yeah. Angels beat the Diamondbacks 10-3. The GM stepped away from the club. His wife has serious health concerns. Brain cancer. Yeah. It's been ongoing now for a good while. Arizona loses their 10th straight game. 26 games under 500. Bees had an early lead, but they lost to the Albuquerque Isotopes 4-3. Game 5 in the series tonight at Smith's Ballpark. Get your tickets at slbs.com or listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network with Steve Klauke on the call on 1280 The Zone. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call me at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, U.S. Open preview. We got U.S. Open golf this week. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio, will join us at 8:30. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, at nine o'clock. Coming up next, multiple questions up on social media as uh, all things playoffs and all things Jazz continue, including it's two-one, and since. The Clippers came back from 0-2 in the last series, and now at 0-2 they win a game again. How worried are you? We will get to that next. Stay with us. Well, look who made an appearance. Paul George! Kawhi Leonard! Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have some fight in them after all. Let's go! Our Utah Jazz look to leave Los Angeles up 3-1 after tomorrow night. In the lane, high off the glass, and in Donovan Mitchell. I will never back down. Game 4 tips off at 8 p.m. I will never back down. The Jazz Live pregame show begins at 7. I will never back down. On your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. I will never back down. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes with Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury is not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Series now, two games to one. We in trouble. Or are we in trouble? Are we in trouble? When you ask a question, PK, tone matters. Is it rhetorical? Or is it just a legit, I want to know what you think? We in trouble, I want to know. It's a question. We get a lot of, that's a terrible question, fire the interns who post your question. But Todd, 
suppose I think it's a good question. My gut reaction is, of course not. We're up 2-1 to one and still have home court advantage. But seeing Mitchell get hobbled every single game, he is clearly not 100%. And with Conley still not playing, I'm very concerned. If they're both healthy and playing, we got this. Maybe in six or seven games. If these two are not healthy, we may not advance. I mean, Mitchell's playing, so what are we worried about? I, I don't worry about him. If it had been a closer game with seven minutes to go, he would have played. Yeah. But it wasn't, and he didn't. So, I, people have, like, problems. I mean, you pick ten people off the street, somebody's got something, some are more serious than others, but everybody's got something. So, I mean, how do I know the Clippers aren't... And, they don't have uh, guys playing with whatnot and all that. That doesn't Probably matter. Probably do. I mean, your guy, Serge Ibaka, isn't even there. He's yep. out. Yep. They can't get a surge from Ibaka. Nice wordplay. Scott says if Donovan Mitchell is out, which he's not. He's not out. But if he's out or he's not out. visibly not himself, I hate to say it, but we are toast. All right, here's the deal. He's yeah. obviously limited, right? He's going 30 points. And he, I'm getting to that. How's he I'm limited? getting to that. He doesn't score in the first period. They tweak their defense, right? And the Jazz are reacting to it. But then Donovan goes for 16 in the second, and he's got 30 points with seven minutes to go in the fourth yeah. quarter. He scored 30 points in a 29-minute span of the game, and he was on the bench for some yeah. of that. So whatever is wrong with him is not stopping him well, from scoring. I would disagree that he's obviously limited. Defensively, he looks limited. He's not moving well. The closeouts and that extra-long film session you speak of, that had to come up. He isn't being paid to play defense. When has he been Mr. Defense? Can't jog towards Paul George when he's hot. I mean, if he's cold and you want him to shoot, okay, don't put somebody else on him. him Take care of that one. He's playing. He's out there. I don't want to hear it. Warren says, did anyone expect to sweep? Really? No. That's like four O's he put in there, too. It's going to be a tough series to win. Yeah. It's not about because they lost, we expected a sweep. It's are the Clippers a better team? That's the issue. Are the Clippers a better team? Comes down to that. They have the potential to be the better team. I think that's for sure. I don't have any problem saying that. And if they play like they did Saturday, they are the better team. Brian Tracy says it's just one game. The media's got to pump the brakes, LOL. Jazz will be fine. You figured the Clippers would be ready. It was a must-win game for them. No, it wasn't, but uh, if they can sustain it, they're a hard out. Right, but who can sustain 56% shooting and 53% from three? They were the number one team. So if they shoot 48%. Three-point shooting at 41%. And then they can win it. We're not talking about that level of sustainment. I'm talking about sustaining high level of play. Not the highest level of play, but a high level of play. Then they'll beat the Jazz. Unless the Jazz sustain a higher level of play. And I think there's something to be said for that, yeah. It's possible, probable, I can't even go probable, that the Clippers will sustain this. And if they do, can I guarantee that they would win? I can't even do that because the Jazz have more to offer there also. The, 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 
they they certainly have to get Conley back, and it's not just necessarily Conley himself. It's pushing Joe to the bench mm-hmm. and get more production out of the bench because right now the bench is basically Clarkson and hope for a bucket from uh, anybody favors. Yeah, the Yang's not playing well. We can have we love the guy and he's the minivan and he's charming and he's one of our guys, but he's still not playing well. I mean, he had stupid turnovers. I uh, took a shot from top of the key. I thought it was forced. Get set. If you're set, not if you got a half an inch opening, just fire it up. You know, so, and you look at it, his minutes are down. And I think his minutes are down because Quinn doesn't trust him as much. So it's up to Niang to get it going a little bit because he was a major contributor in his role. Now, his role doesn't dictate major contributions across the board all the time. But in his role, he was a major contributor. And so that's just one. And I'm certainly not pinning the loss on George Niang by any stretch. <laughs> so, but I'm saying they gave up 132 points. They're playing Becomes weak. Well, he's one for nine shooting in this series. He hit a three pointer. He's one for seven from three. And so he hits a couple of threes, and you get a little run going on the bench because Clarkson's doing his thing. And we've seen that in a lot of games over the course of the season, but we haven't seen it in this series. Yeah. So now, right now, their bench is thin. And I've only said it for the last year. I would rather see Favor shoot a corner three than Oni. He gets, in. <laughs> he gets four or five minutes. He gets four or five minutes in the first half to buy some time so that everybody isn't playing 40 plus minutes. Fine. And he doesn't come shoot. back. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, uh, was it game two, I think? He played like five minutes. He had an offensive rebound on yeah. a long three, but he didn't take a shot. And I, and I did think when he checked out, I thought PK's, PK's shaking his head like, that's what we need. You defended for five right. minutes. Right. He's got a nice body. Yeah. I could just see you stepping in there between Alex, just throwing an elbow, clearing Alex out, clearing Quinn out, and then you're the coach. That's what we need, kid. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm concerned, but my concern level isn't any more than it was Saturday afternoon. But it's more than what it was before after game the one? Grizzlies won. No. I'm comparing, like, when the Grizzlies won their game. Oh, I see what you're saying. I had At no 01, concern that the yeah. Jazz were going to lose. Zero. At 0-1, your confidence level in that series was still very high. Totally agree. Right. And right. so this series, the Clippers are obviously much better. So my concern now isn't any more or less than it was before the series started. Totally agree. If you, before series one, and, and we don't know Conley's out. Well, we did because Conley got, he was out at game five. So we at least had an idea. Um, but before game one. If you had been offered Jazz, win the first two, and lose the third, will you sign on, on a, sign off on that right now and hit fast forward? No question. Yes, I would have. Now, at 2-0, you get greedy. At 2-0, you're thinking, oh, just win this thing, be up 3-0, well, and just come back from 3-0. And it's not just that, but I certainly agree that is the ultimate. Because if you win by one, it's the same as winning by 30 but somehow the Clippers playing well, and the Clippers seem to be a bunch of bandwaggers, as you would say, and front runners. And so, not they, as I would say, as I literally did say one they time, they got their confidence. Paul George with confidence is dangerous. When they say a wounded animal is dangerous or something, well, Paul George with confidence that frightens me. That literally scares me in a basketball sense. 
because he has that ability. So I would have liked to seen the Clippers win a much closer game and Paul being four for 13 or something. But now he's feeling really good about himself. And he is a dangerous player. And when you, you know, the proverbial X factor, X player, whatever, I think it's him because I sort of count on Kawhi a little bit more consistently. And then there are other guys, uh, role players. Now, Reggie Jackson, I got to tip my hat to him. He's, been, he's making a bunch of shots. So those two, Jackson and George, got all sorts of confidence, which frightens me in the basketball sense more than it did earlier in the series before the series started. Because I didn't count on Jackson being this good. Paul George, I see no reason why he isn't really good all the time. Because as I've said, he just you just look at him, he just screams NBA player, right? Doesn't he have all the sports? Then he just scream it. Uh, and so if he's feeling good about himself, uh, that makes me nervous. And I don't need Joe to get into his skin and any of that stuff because I don't know that it's working right now. So I'm not really concerned about that. Joe, do what you do, and if it, if it happens, it happens. But I wouldn't say, oh, get under his skin, and that's going to throw him off his game because his game is pretty good right now. So I have, a, I have a deep level of concern of the Jazz being able to beat the Clippers, but probably no more than it always has been because last year I picked the Clippers, and this year I thought, okay, well, we'll see. What, what can Paul George do in the postseason? So far, so good. I think the, uh, not to go Jerry Sloan on Paul George here, but, uh, you know, what are you made of? He, he shot the ball really poorly in the first game. Shot it better in the second, shot it even better in the third, and they went home. So for whatever that's worth, you know, not at altitude, don't have fans screaming at you, used to the shooting background. We know the list of boxes to check there. But he's been getting better shooting the ball here as the series goes along. And, and he has the ability to really impact the game even with poor shooting. Yes, absolutely. He was. Uh, he didn't really rebound it in Game 3, uh, but he had a lot of rebounds in the first two games, and he usually piles up the assists as well. So I, I would feel better this morning if the Jazz had a better effort, but maybe that doesn't matter because these are individual games, and it's hard to say that there's a flow and a continuity from one game to the next. Sometimes there is, a lot of times there is, but maybe there isn't always. So how do I know what tonight brings relative to as I studied what Saturday brought? doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a continuation when they hit the floor. Now, that could be think, for better or worse, too. I think even though uh, I love me some numbers and some stats and some analytics, not to the level Locke does, but I still love him. Who are you kidding? I think this is the game where I'm much more interested from the Jazz perspective in – your jersey mindset type of talk. Because, you know, would you feel better if it was a close game? Well, I don't know if I would. If game three had been close, would the Jazz have thought, oh, we got this, we barely lost it, we're fine? Or is it better that they got beat and maybe they're a little pissed off and they bring a little, you know, the desperation and a little extra adrenaline, a little extra juice? If they lost a close game, they would think, we got this? They have none of them have gotten any of this ever. The so only guy who's won a second round series who played the other night is Bogdanovich. He had one with Washington. That's it. So there's no reason to think you got anything. You're the Jazz. 
Nobody likes you. <laughs> it's not true. We're cool. I saw it in the Washington Post. <laughs> and when they had announced that Dwayne Wade thing, I give you the news like weeks ahead of time. I tweeted out, the Jazz are cool. And the Washington Post saw that. And Two thought, freaking months later. We've got to get somebody out there. <laughs> well, right, but they're waiting for the playoffs. Why? They ain't they any were, cooler now than they, they were then. They were obsessed with spring training. They were probably all over that. Everybody wanted to go to Florida. That <laughs> <laughs> was when the Dwayne Wade thing was announced. It was in April, so spring training had come and gone. Yuck! I'm just making <laughs> stuff up, throwing it against the wall. And Can I you tell? To- and I won't tolerate it. I'm about facts, <laughs> and that's not F A X. It's F A C T S. Oh, old school. So there you freaking go. Yeah, and I read the comments. The comments didn't act like the Jazz were cool. Same old stuff, and the Mormons, they're racist, this and that. I mean, it's just one thing after another. They had 52 comments when I looked at it yesterday, and 45 of them were, that place sucks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the biggest bunch of racists I've ever seen. It's, it, it, it's interesting how you can just stereotype. Depending on who's doing the stereotyping, it's absolutely fine. But if another group does it, oh, my goodness, we got to have all sorts of congressional hearings on it. DJ PK. When we come back, there's yet another question of the day, and we'll let you weigh in. Paul George on his relationship with Joe Ingles. If you missed this, Yach will play it for you next. You'll get a giggle. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Rudy winning his third and statistically having his best defensive season ever. And frankly, one of the best defensive seasons in NBA history. Scotty, you hit it right on the head. This is one of the best defensively statistical years in NBA history. What Rudy Gobert has done. And we look at the success of this Jazz team right now. Obviously, you got to look at Donovan Mitchell, who's done great things and got his second All-Star bid. But if you really want to see what makes this thing work, work. It is the defensive push and defensive hustle of Rudy Gobert. You know, you go down the list of guys that have had multiple Defensive Player of the Year honors, Rudy's right up there. And frankly, I think right now we're talking about a conversation of Rudy Gobert being a Hall of Famer, too. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Rough Tough Products. Rough Tough sets the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fitting seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do business with a Utah company that's been around since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. Question of the day, part two. All about Paul George on his relationship with Joe Ingles, but why should I read it? When Yach has the audio and can hit the button, and there's a 84% probability that we'll fire and you will hear it. Hey, PG. Um, the, the broadcast of all, all, all series has picked up a lot of uh, you and Joe Ingles talking either, you know, uh, in between plays or free throw line. Um, what, what's your relationship with him like now, you know, three years removed from the, the series when you were with Thunder? What, what, are, are you guys good, or what, what, what's your relationship? I don't with care you? about him. Next question. <laughs> I'm not clear. Could you elaborate? <laughs> Good, or what, what's your relationship? I don't with care about him. Next question. <laughs> what about Renai and the kids? I don't think he cares. He didn't care about Renai and the kids? Nope. Everybody cares about Renai and the kids. I don't care about him. Next question. Melody says the way Paul George answered that question, that says at a minimum, he's a little cranky about our guy. 
I think you could be nicer. Why was he so bent out of shape? We'll have to play that for uh, Joe later this week and get his reaction. Uh, only if they win. On Wednesday, if they if they ah, if they lose, they're down. If they lose two. a home game, <laughs> there'll be no comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that stuff only works when you win. I learned that a long time ago. You want to be jovial and joke, you can only do it when it's uh, on the heels of a win. Otherwise, it's all biz. They're not in any joking mood at that point, and so. If the series is over, well, that would be that would be the sweetest. That would be hilarious to play it then. Oh, absolutely. If yeah, we'd be it's 4-1 in. and it's all done. Yeah, we'd be shucking and jiving the whole time at that point. Uh, so I don't know that that's going to happen. We'll They're see. They're down 3-2. We'll have to ask about spacing and defensive rotations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly. That would be, uh, that would be all ball at that point. But I was surprised he gave that answer. I, I think that that answer would be more along the lines after you lost. But at the same time, if you're the Clippers and you're a Clipper fan, whoever they may be, don't you love that answer? I'm not getting drawn into that. I don't care. I'm coming off 31 points when well, we won. Yeah, it's all about winning. And if you create enemies on the other side, even better. Jonathan says... I like that answer because it means Joe is living in his head. Except he's not. He just had a phenomenal game. If that's what Paul George can do when someone is living in his head, what's he going to do if his mind is clear? 31 points, 3 <laughs> rebounds, 5 assists, 12 of 24 from the floor, 6 of 10 from the arc. Yeah. So that sounds good. Living rent-free. It's such a cliche. And, and if you go to game one... Then you got everything on your side for that argument. But Paul George's performances have been evolving, and they've been getting better. Also can't sustain it because nobody shoots 60% from three. So he had a big game. Yeah, but I don't think he needs to do that. Probably doesn't. No, I mean, they won by that tw- well. Yeah, they won by 26 points. And he's a guy who, you know, the play well thing, as you say, the first thing we default, default to is shooting. Because that's what they give you the points for. But he can do other stuff. He had 10 rebounds in Game 1. He had 10 more in Game 2. He can defend. Those live ball turnovers. Right. The live ball turnovers that lead to the fast breaks the other way. Hey, if he comes up with two or three of those in a quarter, you're not completely surprised. He was blessed with prototypical NBA size. Just screams it. Off the page to me when uh, if I'm drawing up an NBA player, I'm gonna draw up the dimensions that Paul George brings, right? So now maybe Joe actually steps it up and tries to do it more, but I don't know that that's a good thing to do at home. I mean, when the other team is at home, it might be a better thing to do here. It, it's hard to talk when the other guy is hitting shots and the other team has the lead. And you have, but here you have eighteen thousand people that can get in, help help Joe in the cause, in terms of uh, getting into his skin or under his skin, I guess. Uh, as far as that goes, I don't know that it works. Uh, whatever they're having in in uh, Clipperville, whatever it is, seven thousand or eight thousand. What I don't know what the attendance is, uh, but. That doesn't seem to work as much when you're home and you got your fans and they're booing and cheering and all that stuff. Paul George is a dangerous player, and he scares me the most 
More than Kawhi. Yeah. Because I think Kawhi is more of a proven commodity. I know that I have to account for Kawhi Leonard getting X amount of points. But Kawhi's not going to do it by himself. So you're scared by the X factor because when the X factor delivers paired with Kawhi, they're going to win most of the time. Most definitely, yes. So if See Paul George repeats his performance oh! three to four, that's exactly oh! what it is. But Kawhi, I pretty much okay. bank on him doing what he does. So Kawhi did step it up, though, in game three. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, he shot it better. But I count on that. It's Re- like I'm surprised if he yeah. doesn't. Right. Whereas Paul George, I'm not sure what I'm going to get from game to game. So when he's 21 points and four rebounds in game two, you're surprised. There are lots of people who would celebrate that. 21 points, four rebounds, five assists is a good Leonard? game for a lot of people. But yeah. for Kawhi Leonard, if I offered you a Kawhi Leonard stat line of 21 points, four rebounds, and five assists in game four, you'd take it in a heartbeat. From the, from the opposition be, standpoint? Yes, as a... As a you're right. Speaking to Jazz fans here, Jazz fans should take that game two stat line in a heartbeat if it were offer up tonight. Yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. probably going to do more than that. I'm more along the lines of 35, 10, and seven. That I'm, you know, that's he was 34, 12, and five in a game that he didn't really need to do anything in the last five minutes because it was over. Yeah, that, that I expect more along those lines. But George and Jackson, those are the guys that make me. Nervous. What are they going to do? I really don't want to see Reggie Jackson go three for three right off the bat. Because confidence, even at that level, these guys are highly talented and all that, but I think confidence can ebb and flow even for them. And so if Jackson comes out and just starts putting it in the basket with uh, all sorts of confidence, and Paul George right now, Paul George takes the, co- the when Paul George takes the co- uh, court tonight, he should never be more confident than he is right then and there as an NBA player in the postseason. And we know he's had his struggles. But he should have the utmost of confidence. Whatever that level of confidence is, it should never have been higher when he takes the floor tonight. And that concerns me. Okay, Reggie Jackson isn't going to do that again, though, right? I don't know. Six he's of eight. a couple of games now. Six of eight shooting the he's ball. two for two so far. Yeah. So... I'm not sure. That's what I'm he's, saying. He's shooting 61 percent. It's going to cool. Off. It's it's going to cool off in the manner of I had no concern about Joe when he couldn't buy a bucket against the Grizzlies. I thought it was actually good news because he's going to turn it around. And we saw the two games he started. He turned it around. So maybe I look at Reggie. Okay, Reg, you're going to strike out. You know, Reggie Jackson, I think, is the all-time strikeout leader. <laughs> I don't think anybody struck out more than Reg. It'll probably be uh, eclipsed here. I was going to say ten the, years the way the game's going now, but for Give his era. But yeah, he was just uh, he was the unusual player who didn't care. Now nobody cares about the strikeout. <laughs> so I guess yeah. But what about Paul George? Man, he's a fantastic player. When is when and if is he going to cool off? Right now he's he's got the word by the tail, man. I still don't. I think he could have said Joe's a nice man, and I appreciate all that he brings to society. <laughs> He's doing good work with the autism. And I don't care about him. Next question. That's very rude. Okay, that is very rude. Bigger reaction to a jazz player that, or remember when Tracy McGrady didn't know how to pronounce Darren Williams' name? I do. I was sitting right there. Deron? Deron? Is it Deron? Ah, oh. that was disrespectful. That was. 
I don't care about him. Next question. <laughs> what do you mean you don't care about him? That's the problem. That sums it up right there. Of what we got going on in the world. It's I don't comp- care about him. Next question. It's competition, PK. You know it. Looking for the mental edge. And you're here for all the competition. I tell you, that wouldn't have happened if we would have had a different result in 2016. I think it would have. <laughs> DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. U.S. Open Preview. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio, coming up at 830. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider at 9 o'clock on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.